We are living in a world where we are overstressed, overworked, overmedicated, and we're allowing anxiety, fear, and depression to run our lives. It's time we take a different kind of prescription to help remove our pain and get us back to living with the energy, focus, and enthusiasm that we all want to have. Every week, I promise to bring you education, strategies, and deep discussions that will help you become more resilient and eradicate stress-induced depression from your life. My name is Ryan Caligiuri, and welcome to The Resilience Prescription. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of The Cut the Crap Show as part of The Resilience Prescription my name is Ryan Caligiuri, and uh, I got to tell you, I have missed doing the Cut the Crap show, but, you know, just things get busy. Things get busy. Change starts to hit people's lives. And as many of you know, building Create Your Eight and uh, taking that on the road and doing my thing, it's taken up a whole bunch of time. And uh, unfortunately, certain things slide off, and the Cut the Crap show is unfortunately one of those things that slid off. But I am dedicated to continuing the show, dedicated to continuing to grow it. And despite the fact that I did put it on the back burner for a little bit, that doesn't mean that it's going to stay there forever. So I'm really happy that I'm bringing it back. And uh, not only am I bringing it back, but I'm bringing it back even better. Because what I want to do is, I, here's the one thing. First and foremost, I love all of you who have gone back over to the old episodes, listened to the show, and you always ask me the same question. Because earlier in the shows, I always used to provide the mind maps. And so I constantly get emails about that. I get about at least 10 emails a week asking me, where are the mind maps? Where are the mind maps? I don't do the mind maps anymore. And the reason I don't do them is just I don't have the time. I don't have the time to do it, nor do I necessarily want to hire somebody or pay somebody to build the mind maps for me. So I did one better. As part of the Cut the Crap show, I want to add value to you. So what I did was I went out there and found a partnership with a company called Get Abstract. And what they do is on a regular basis, they will go ahead and they will summarize books for you. Essentially doing what I used to do, building the mind maps out. So what I did was I formed a partnership with them, and every single episode that I have, they're going to make available to you, the listener of the Cut the Crap Show, the free summary. So the one thing about these things, these summaries will only last for the week of the show that's being presented. And then next week, it's a brand new summary, and that old summary is gone. But it's not gone forever. Of course, if you want to sign up for a subscription... You can do that through the Cut the Crap show as well. All you have to do is go to getab.li slash rrx. That is G-E-T-A-B dot L-I slash rrx. And what that'll do is it'll give you three days of full online access to more than 20,000 summaries on Get Abstract. And as we continue the show, I will share with you the summary link to go ahead and download the summary for this week's episode. And I'm telling you... This week's episode is a good one. It's my man. We're getting him back on the show, Jason Womack. And this week's book is Get Momentum, How to Start When You're Stuck. And I absolutely love Jason, man. I, I told him he's got to write more books so I can get him back on the show. He's just one of those personalities, one of those individuals that I just have great chemistry with. Absolutely love his philosophy. I love his energy. And um, this one he actually wrote with his wife, Jody. So Props to both of them for working together on such an amazing book, and it was truly an honor having him on the show. And like I said, I can't wait till he writes another one so I can get him back on the show. But in any case, enough of my jibber-jabber. Get on with this thing. Listen to this interview, and uh, I guarantee you, guarantee you, you're going to find a few golden nuggets in here 
that'll help you build momentum in your work, with your goals, in your life. And don't forget to stay tuned for the middle because right in the middle, I'm going to be sharing with you the link to download this week's summary for free. All right, get into it. Enjoy the show, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining yours truly, Ryan Caligari, on this week's episode of the Cut the Crap Show, a part of the Resilience Prescription. And I'm here with my good friend for a second time, friend of the show, Jason Womack. Jason, how you doing, my friend? Fantastic. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade, friend. <laughs> yes, indeed. Back at you, man. And uh, we had you on the show previously. I think it was one episode 163, 164 of the Cut the Crap Show. We talked about your first book. Uh, well, your one of your books, Your Best Just Got Better. And that was a really good one, man. And there was a lot of really solid golden nuggets that people took away. One of them in particular, man, that I have absolutely, I have to tell you here. I didn't tell you this yet, but I, I have to tell you because um, when we talked about it, we talked about the 96 15 minute blocks and that was an area that you pulled from your oh, book. Oh, that's a that big you, one. It's it's a huge one and you made a comment you said, "You know like I just want to say that I don't organize my day by 15 minute blocks." But I got to tell you man that after that podcast, I looked at this and I said, "Well, why don't you just try organizing your day by by the 96 15 minute blocks, Ryan, and see what you have." So, I started to do that and I'll tell you this much right now, man. It has been the best time management strategy that I have ever used. And I've put in Kevin Cruz's stuff, um, uh, um, uh, uh, getting things done. And uh, for me, man, it's just this, the simple act of breaking up my day into 15-minute blocks has helped tremendously, tremendously. So I got to thank you for that stimulus, man, because you have gotten – you've helped me get so much out of my day. And you know, I know I'll, that others as I'll, well. I'll pull a little – Absolutely. I'll put a little psychology on y'all out there who are listening to this. You know, there's a couple of different ways of taking a look at that. And if we just take that Myers-Briggs type indicator, basically what I'm going after is that second letter for people. So whether you are an S, that's sensory, tactical, you need to know the numbers, the lines, the, the, the data, or the ends, the intuitives, the people who see the whole picture. Either way, if you take a look at this concept of 96 blocks of 15 minutes per day, there's going to be a whole host of you who look at this and you go, oh, my goodness, I'm going to try what Ryan, you just said. I'm going to look at my day and I'm going to start to – great. If I want to sleep eight hours, eight times four is 32. 32 blocks of those 96 are now gone. If I have a 45-minute workout that I want to make sure I do, if I have 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one time with my spouse or significant other or a friend or video game or whatever, what's so fascinating about this is at the end of that thought process, Albert Einstein would have called it a thought experiment. But if you let yourself think through a typical 24-hour period, actually, here's what I know many of you are doing right now. I don't have a typical 24-hour period. <laughs> Bull. If I followed you around seven days a week, most of what you do is on cruise control and it is unseen, unconscious. Yes, there's going to be the surprises that come in. But if you can gain some awareness, Ryan, as you just shared that you've been doing for a month or so now, if you can gain some awareness on where your time goes, now you have one of two options. Option one, I'm going to keep doing what I've done and I'm going to keep getting the results I've gotten. Look it, I am not here to judge. However, if anybody, especially listening to this at this time of the year, if you want something different, Ryan, help me out. What's the end of that sentence? <laughs> if you want something different, oh my God, you put me on the spot. You got to change, man. You got to change. 
<laughs> Bingo! Hey, there we go. Nailed it. Woo! Phew. Oh, thank so, God, for man. those of you out there who want to go back to that podcast, you know, th- th- there's some information in there. It's chapter three of the book called Your Best Just Got Better. It's called uh, You and Time, and it talks about the magic 1%. So what I did was I did the math, right? So uh, 15 minutes is 1% of a day. It's 196. Just give me a little bit on the math here. But uh, what I found is if I start to distribute where I place those 1%, I can get something different, maybe not all day, every day, but take a look at your calendar tomorrow and find one 15-minute block where you can write attitude cards, where you can call someone you haven't talked to in a while, where you can open up a document, blank piece of paper in your journal, and you can start to craft your vision of the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, if I could get more people to spend 15 minutes a day thinking planning, talking, discussing, and wondering about 15 days away from now. I call it the 15-15 rule. If I can get you to do 15 minutes of thinking right now on anything that's not due for 15 or more days away, you'll win. I promise you'll win. Oof, I love that, man. Love it. Honestly, it's been, it's been a game changer. And my problem was I get so busy, and I was just that guy where I said, hey, I don't have the option to – organize my day that way i just don't and i told myself this story all the time that i was special my calendar was different than yours until i listened to that that podcast and i talked to you about it and i put it in place and it has it been easy no it's been tough it's been tough have i lapsed on it yes sometimes i've lapsed on it but i'll tell you right now my discipline to staying to the 15 minute block um protocol that i've set up for myself has allowed me to get more done. And I hope that people will go back and they'll read that book. Again, Your Best Just Got Better, Chapter 3. Go back, read it, take that stimulus. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, then you got to keep looking for something else. But again, it's just about trying to get as much out of your day as possible. And uh, Jason, I got to thank you big time for that one, man. When we get together, I'll have to buy you a drink for that one. Consider that accepted. (laughs) I love it. All right, but let's get into this week's book because this is a great book, Get Momentum. How to Start When You're Stuck. And uh, this is a great book for this time of year. We're kicking into 2020. People have New Year's resolutions. They're starting strong, right? We got a lot of fast starters out there. They're excited. They're you know starting the, 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 the workout plan, starting the new business idea, starting the content strategy. Whatever they're doing, they're starting. But how do we maintain that momentum moving forward into the next week and the next week and the next month? This is what I want to talk to you about, man. So it could not come at a better time uh, to start discussing this. So maybe what we can do is before we kick into this one, I'd love to understand why you wrote this book. And by the way, it's cool because Jody, your wife, was a co-author on this one. So why did you both decide that this book was important to write? You know, what? one of our mentors and and Seth Godin wrote a really sweet note about our book on on the back cover there. Mm. He wrote, momentum is a little like friendship. It's great to have, but too few people are willing to work to get it. And so this idea of, and I I, want to talk about one thing, and then I'll talk about writing the book with my wife, because it was was an incredible experience. I want people to look at that last word of the subtitle, stuck, and smile. And and what happens is too often people go, oh, no, no, I'm not stuck. I'm, I'm, I'm just really busy. If you're not stuck, you're not growing. Right now, maybe the word doesn't work. So pick your own word, open the thesaurus, look up the word stuck and pick the word that means. And let me give you what it means. Stuck means I look out at the world and I think 
things should be different. Stuck means I answered an email, a phone call, or a text message. Someone threw an opportunity my way that I wasn't totally ready for. I want more people to admit that they're stuck. Because if I can do that, then all of a sudden, the questions we ask, and we only ask you five questions, the questions we ask are going to grow that seed that you threw out on fertile soil. So writing the book with Jody, the only reason we wrote this book is because our clients asked. We had an online uh, uh, program. It's called Get Momentum. We had an online program. We had members from around the world who were joining us, learning with us. They were coming to our webinars. They were calling us for coaching. And over and over and over again, every month we'd have a webinar, some you two going to write a book. When are you two going to write a book? So we did. Uh, actually, I wrote a book proposal. I sent it over to my friends at Wiley Publishing. Thank you, Wiley. You've been so good to us over the years. There's my plug. And uh, actually, they turned that contract around in 37 hours. Wow. So I, I sent them a proposal. A day and a half later, they came back and they said, yes, we want you to write this thing. We wrote the book in four and a half months, and then it hit the bookshelves in 2016 which, by the way, I still can't believe it's already been four years. What I'm happy about, Ryan, is that people are still discovering this book. And so what I want to do is I want to help you all listening today to discover how you can answer these five questions and how you can look at your world, your life, your work, your contribution, and look in the mirror and say, hey, where do I want to be different? Then you look out the window and you say, where do I want to place myself to make the world a different place. Ah, beautiful question. And I know a lot of you big thinkers out there, you are asking yourself that question. You're doing your best, but sometimes you just need a little bit of stimulus, a little bit of help, and I'm hoping that this podcast today, this episode, can give you just a little bit of stimulus to help you in your journey, whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it's a personal journey that's related to yourself, your family, maybe your community, maybe the world at a grand scale. But whatever it is you're trying to do, I'm hoping that we can help you build some momentum and maintain that momentum through 2020. So, Jason, let's uh, let's kick this off with golden nugget number one. And it's a very high-level question, but I just got to know maybe what you've found and your opinion on this. But why is it so hard to get and keep momentum? Because a lot of us will do, as I said earlier, we'll pick up the book, we'll get the membership, we'll start yeah, the easy. plan, but we can't maintain the momentum. What's What's the reason for that? Yeah. Uh, The biggest one is this joke that the world has pulled on us that we are one thing and that we should know what our one thing is and that we should focus on the dash. And then those of you listening to this, have you ever seen that poem called The Dash? And it talks about she was born here. She died there. What did she do during the dash? That was great for the 19th century, maybe the 20th century. Those of us who are going to express ourselves in the 21st century, what we have to understand is that we are not one thing. So anytime I sit down with someone, and I'll ask anyone to do this. If you're not driving, do this. If you're driving, I want you to listen to this later. I want you to pull out a piece of paper, and I want you to write a list. I need two lists. I want you to write a list of seven to 14 roles that you play that earn you cash. Hmm. I want you to write down a list of seven to 14 roles you play that bring you love or happiness, whichever word that works for you. Now, here's the deal. Some of you are going to put the same damn thing on both lists. Right. Me speaking to an audience, helping them visualize how they could be better leaders. Sure. They write me a check for that. But you know what? I wake up looking for a microphone every single morning. I cannot wait to stand in front of a group and help them. Making sure that my book is available in bookstores. That's something I have to remind myself to do. Alternatively, I don't make any money by putting a call or a text into my mom. 
but boy, does that make me happy. Now, what's going to wind up happening is most of you are going to wind up with a list. Let's just call it 10 for math's sake. Here's why it's hard to get momentum, Ryan. Most people haven't given themselves the gift of their own attention by asking this quarter, what do I want to be known for in each one of my 10 roles? This year, what do I want to be known as in each of my roles across work and life? Because it changes, brother. I moved to Alabama from California last year. Me as a husband with Jody, whose mother is going through dementia right now, fundamentally changed. Why do I go that specific? Because every single one of you listening to this cast right now, you've pulled this, I, I call it the joke, because you think that you have to have the one thing identified that you're going to get momentum on. Here's the truth. This quarter, you're going to get momentum on a half a dozen things. You're going to lose momentum on a half a dozen things. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to make sure that the ones that you lose momentum on, they can handle the loss. You, they can handle the slowdown. Why? Because you're going to replace that right now with something of equal or greater value. The question is, how many months in a row can I go not being a dedicated athlete? How many months in a row can I go without being an incredible son? How many months in a row can I go without working on a book proposal for my publisher? You need to know your limits so you know where to double down and put more energy, focus, attention, ask for help sooner. And you also need to know what you're going to put on the back burner. What am I not going to focus on? Anyone who tells you that you can't have it all, they're about to sell you an online program that doesn't work. <laughs> That's right, man. It, it, that by itself for me is, is a, big, a big takeaway because I always try to – that was my problem. I tried to do too much. Too much, and I try to do everything. You know, I want to do product development. I want to do sales. I want to do marketing. I wanted to do this workout. I wanted to do this kind of delivery. I wanted to accomplish this with my accounting and my business. I want to do this with the show. And it was just too much. And so it made me very dissatisfied with my progress. And it actually had a reverse effect where instead of me feeling productive, I felt like I wasn't getting enough done. And I started to believe that I wasn't good enough. There's two words I want everyone to be comfortable with practicing adding and just do this for a quarter, gang. So if you listen to this on the, the 15th of the month, just give yourself 90 days and then forget about it, right, if it doesn't work. But practice with this for the 90 days. What I want you to do is I want you to get real comfortable adding two words to sentences that fit. And here are the two words, for now. Mm. That's it. I'm going to get my finances in order, focusing fully on making my annual budget for now. I'm going to let go of making sure that my product line is always fresh and clean and updated for now. The question that you unconsciously will start to root after is how long is for now? And that gang is what I need you to really listen to that intuition, that gut, whatever the word is that you want to use. If you can say to yourself for now, right? Like this Christmas, I, I, I got to take some time off of work from the university. I flew out to California. I'm with my, I'm living in my parents' house for the next six days. Hmm. I want to be the best son I can be for now. Why? Hmm. Because as soon as I get back to Alabama, back on January 13th, it's game on. I start school on January 18th. I'm in a doctoral program. I'm rewriting curriculum for two classes for the United States Air Force right now. Meanwhile, I'm trying to manage a livelihood and friendships and being a spouse. 
look, for the next five days, my goal is to be the best son that I can be for now. Does that mean that when I get back to Alabama and in February, I'm going to be a bad son? No. It just means I'm going to do everything I can from there via FaceTime and email and text messaging. So if you can get comfortable answering most of the prompts that people, right? I mean, wouldn't that be great for you when you grow up? I want to be a fireman for now. <laughs> that leaves them so wide open, right? I want to be a writer for now. Fantastic. Until further information comes in or, as we'll see in this book that, that you read, until a question unlodges something that I didn't even know was there. All right. Sorry to interrupt the show, but I got to share with you a little golden nugget here. If you like what you're listening to so far and you're a big fan of Get Momentum by Jason Womack, then all you got to do is go to getabstract.com and you can get access to more than 20,000 different golden nugget summaries of all different types of books. But if you're just interested in getting this one in particular, then all you got to do is go to getab, that's G-E-T-A-B dot L-I, that's slash RXX Momentum. Again, that's getab.li slash RXX Momentum. I'll put the link in the bio for you of this episode. Go ahead, click on that. You can download this week's summary. If you love the mind maps, if you love the Golden Nuggets in PDF format, then you got to go get this because you only have five days to download it. So download it because after the five days are done, it's gone. But don't worry, because if you want to get access to this summary and it's too late, then all you got to do is go to getab.li slash rrx, and you can get access to Get Abstract for three days for free. Listen, I'm doing you guys a solid on this one. So go ahead, download that. Again, that's Get Abstract. These guys are amazing. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Mm, beautiful, man. You know, I love simple things like that. Simple words that give us perspective for now. I hope all of you out there and Cut the Crab Podcast Nation, Resilience Prescription Nation, I hope that you all take that and you use that for now. I love that because we use something very similar like that when we're trying to manage our mindset. When we're angry, we say, I'm not angry. I am not depressed. I'm not sad. We say, I am angry right now. I am sad right now. I am feeling down right now. And so those using two words like that is very powerful. So again, the for now all you listening, that fits right in line with what we've been following so far. So, man, huge takeaway to kick the show off. Love that. Let's get into golden nugget number two, man. So before we dig into the meat of the book, I really want you to talk about this piece that you focused on called non-essential activities. What are non-essential activities and why are they important for us to consider? Gosh, non-essential activities are sexy, man. Non-essential <laughs> activities are easy. Non-essential activities are fun. Non-essential activities are comfortable. Basically, a non-essential activity is what is now unconscious that I, I, if, I leave it, if I leave that unchecked, all of a sudden I'm going to get to the end of the day and realize I didn't have time to. Now, non-essential activity does not mean bad, and why don't we do a little piggyback or algebra, and anything that I talk about when I say non-essential activities, I'm going to end it with the two words, for now. Give you a couple of examples. Okay. So first off, I have gotten real accustomed now that I'm serving the Air Force. I've gotten really accustomed to waking up in the morning. Mm -hmm. I do a real quick check across four different news, news feeds. I try to get this, uh, uh, what do you call that? A spectrum of information before I even get into the office. Mm -hmm. Now, what I've been asking myself probably for three months is how essential is that vice? How interesting is that? 
And what I've come up with is there were some things that I was spending an extra 5, 10, 15 minutes a morning looking into. Very interesting. But you know what? To my job wasn't essential. Give you another example. Uh, for years now, I've been writing gratitude cards. I write a gratitude card at the end of every day. At the end of every day, I look back on my day. I go, hey, who helped me? Uh, generally, my thank you cards do not get a business card put inside. This is not a marketing play. And I have an address on my thank you card. I don't find my name or anything like that. I had to ask myself, how essential was me writing that gratitude card? Hmm. Well, what I came up with was, I realized the gratitude card wasn't for the person I was sending it to. The gratitude card was my version of meditation for the day. My heart rate goes down. My endorphins kick in. I smile as I'm writing this thing. And look, it might be to the server at a restaurant. It might be to the purser on an airplane. It might be to okay. someone who made a company that I enjoy the product and I find their name on LinkedIn and I send them an anonymous random thank you card. Hmm. That essentialism, vice interesting. It was essential for me. Why? Because that was for me, about me, on me, at me. I get to spend five to seven minutes a day in a little bit of gratitude. Now, those two examples may not work for you to do is I want you to study routine. What is it you do without even thinking? What is happening during your day that takes you three minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, an hour? And ask yourself, is that essential or is that interesting? And again, those of you listening, I'm going to count to three. I want you all to give me the two words that, that you've learned in the podcast right now. One, two, three. For now. <laughs> there awesome. you go, baby. I love it. Excellent, man. I'm loving this so far, man. I'm loving this. All right. Let's kick into the meat of this book, man, because this is what people want to hear. They want to understand how to build momentum. Let's go through stage number one, baby, which is golden nugget number three, motivation. So many people out there say that motivation is just overrated. I disagree with them, and I will go to battle on that. Talk to us about motivation, brother. So one of the things that we put in the book, and, and it's this concept of thinking to yourself, what does the word motivation really mean? And what I would like to remind everybody of this is old school motivation. That's where you go to YouTube and you type in motivational speech, and you get all the movie clips that someone has edited together to get you all fired up and pumped up. <laughs> that was very 20th century, right? We can go back to Earl Nightingale. We can even go back further in time to a Napoleon Hill. Look at some of these icons. Here's what I need you to ask yourself. The real motivation, the real motives for action, when you know why you're doing what you're doing, it makes it easier to stay on course. I just took that from page 28. When you know why you're doing, now this is going to sound a little bit like all of the work that we've done with Start With Why that's out there, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be two areas that motivation come in at you from, intrinsic and extrinsic. Intrinsic motivation, look at that from a couple of ways. One, it's the thought you can't shake. It's the idea that you can't let go of. It's what bothers you, what bugs you. So we talked a little bit about uh, writing the book with my wife, Jody. She really understood and was the recipient of intrinsic motivation. Back in 2008, we hit the economic crunch. 
someone should put together a gathering of people where they can talk about what is going on well and what to work on, not economy and what's going wrong. And so I very gently said, what if that someone is you? So Jody raised the flag. She built a little website. She made some postcards and she walked. You ready for this? Walked door to door down the avenue in our little town of Ojai, California, when we lived there. And she invited every business owner that was a woman, every manager that was a woman, anyone in business that was a woman to her first women's business social. There were no fees. There were no speakers. There were no sponsors. There were no flyers. There was nothing for sale. And here's what she did, Ryan. They got together in a circle, she and 13 women. And instead of giving their pitch, instead of giving their elevator speech, instead of trying to sell to 12 other people, they went around the, the chairs, Jody said. They went around the room and they shared what they did, why they did it, and what they wish people knew about them. Jody came home from that event, and she she had stories. The tax accountant shared that she started her tax accountancy because she wanted to make sure that families had a financial uh, uh, security. Um, the a coffee shop owner who started a coffee shop to serve as a hub for the community in the morning. A restaurant owner who wanted to have a place that people could come to and leave their worries for a couple of hours while they enjoyed a setting that was beautiful and 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 entertainable. See, here's the deal. Once Jody got this idea in her head that she couldn't shake, and her words were, somebody should. Now it was a matter of, and I asked her the question, well, what do you want to be known for? And she said, well, I want to be known for bringing people together to talk about what we could do and what's possible. That's intrinsic motivation. Let me spend just a moment on extrinsic motivation. Extrinsic motivation is when the universe got caught up yet. That's when someone invites you to do something that you didn't think you were ready for. That's when an opportunity shows up, knocks on the door, jumps into your email inbox, or you happen to sit next to someone on an airplane. I cannot tell you, Ryan, how many times I have randomly, quote unquote, accidentally met someone that because we had a conversation, because we shared a little bit of vulnerability, because we told each other not what we did, but why we did it, that some opportunity has grown from there. I've invited people into my world and they've invited me into their world. And I got to meet people like, and we can make the long list. Mm -hmm. Those of you listening to this, my invitation to you is start a journal entry, maybe come to it once a week and give yourself two prompts. What is my intrinsic motivation, not letting me shake, not letting me stop, think of, and what extrinsic motivation has come in that the universe told my economy, my industry, my friends, whatever word works for you, that they're offering me an opportunity that I didn't know I was quite ready for yet. Those two motivations come together and they force you to answer the first momentum question. And that first momentum question is, what do you want to be known for? Mm. Now, again, building on the podcast. At the beginning of this cast, I invited you to make a list, list out seven to 14 roles, seven to 14 roles. Once you get your roles, now you can ask the question, what do I want to be known for, right? Mm-hmm. As an author, between now and June of 2020, I want to be known for submitting a book proposal to the publisher. Mm-hmm. As a husband, between now and June of 2020, I want to be known as taking three or more vacations with Jody over a weekend. 
Now I have something to count, brother. Now I can measure how many book proposals did I turn in? Remember, four now. Ah, beautiful, man. That is fantastic. I love that. The first stage of building momentum, motivation, discussing intrinsic, intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. It's fantastic differentiation, brother. I love that. Let's go to step two, my man. Mentors. I love this one. Give us some details on this. Small M mentor. Small M mentor simply means there are people out in your world who are willing to lend their hand back, hold yours, and pull you along the way. I have mentors that I have met with. I have mentors that I talk to. I have mentors that I've never met. Never met Bruce Lee. I never got to meet him. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that taught me that there were 96 15-minute blocks of time in a day. Here's my question. How did I make it through years of high school and university two master's degrees, started a company, and no one ever told me that there were 96 blocks of 15 minutes. I had to get it in a book by Bruce Lee. Come on. How is that even right? So my question to you all is, whom can I learn from? Whom can I learn from? Now, I don't personally, I don't answer that question until I've dialed in what do I want to be known for. Right. So I have at any given time, Ryan, I've got between 10 and 20 known for statements and I review each one of those about monthly, about monthly. And I ask myself, if I want to be an author who submits a book proposal by June 20th, 2020, whom can I learn from? Hmm. Let me go ask her to coffee. Let me go see if he'll meet me for a video chat. Let me attend that conference out of state. And once I've got my motivations, my extrinsic, intrinsic motivations, and once I've committed to myself for now, here's where I want to go toward, and I learn from, and that then will let the world give me mentors. Again, some mentors I can call, and they'll actually answer the phone, meet me for coffee. I can take them to lunch. We'll go out to dinner, right? It just gets more expensive, each one of those. But I will buy anybody dinner if over that 90 to 120 minutes, I can share with them something that I'm working toward, and they drop an idea on me that I've never heard or seen or felt before. Mm -hmm. Love that, man. Mentors help you do so many things. They help you build resilience. They can share stories about how other people overcame other obstacles. Mentors, they give you productivity, workplace performance ideas. They can help you find other smart people. There's so much value to mentors. If you don't have a mentor yet, then you're really doing yourself a disservice. Do yourself a favor. Find yourself some mentors that will help you move in the direction that you want to with whatever you want to be known for in this quarter. Love that, man. Love it. Let's go to stage three, milestones, the third stage. Talk to us about this one. So this one showed up because Jody and I, we, and by the way, those of you listening, you're probably catching the cadence here. All of the five stages begin with M because momentum (laughs) starts with M. So first we have motivation, then we have mentors. Third, we have milestones. And this showed up, Ryan, because uh, back in 2008, actually, Jody and I moved to Alaska for a summer. And the the calendar worked itself out. We could take our business to Alaska. We did everything virtually for that summer. When we moved there, our friends who invited us up for the summer gave us that year's edition of a magazine called The Mile Post. So anybody listening to this from Alaska who visited Alaska, you probably got this magazine. And it's an annual. And what it does, Ryan, is it gives you mile by mile throughout the Sterling Highway, which is the big highway through Alaska, but also a lot of other byways. 
it basically is a choose your own adventure. What it would do is it would say, great, at mile 612, if you pull off to the left, you'll see a glacier up above, and then it'll describe what you'll see from that glacier. At mile 380, if you pull off to the other side, there you can see the sands that do not walk on because they can act as quicksand. (laughs) Basically, Jody called this the 1001 Ways to Die in Alaska book. (laughs) But what we got from it was... If I know where I am and someone had left breadcrumbs about what I could gain by being there, wouldn't that be a beautiful way to go through life? Mm. Well, many of you working on projects, you might be going in a direction that you've never gone in before. You might be working on a, 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 a career, a job. You might be working on a product or a project that you've never done before. So how do you create the milestones? How do you step into the pages, the pathways? We ask you to do is we ask you to pick three milestones between now and the end of the project. So if you know that you want to have that thing done in six months, right? I know I want to have the book proposal done by June of 2020. We're recording this in January of 2020. Then what I do is I write myself about a half a page each, but I write myself about a half a page of what will my world look like the day I submit the book proposal. Mm. Then I back up. In this case, I'll back up, uh, uh, what's that, 60 days, Mm -hmm. right? I'll write myself a half page. What will my world have to look like 40 days from today, 20 days, I'm sorry, uh, uh, do the math with me. Mm -hmm. Two-thirds of the way through. Let's just do that. Yeah, that works, yeah. So what I want is I want want third-third, that's when it's done. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds, what will I have to have finished by the arc on this to ensure I hit the completed goal? Then I back up to the one-third. Mm. Because here's the deal. I would much rather know in two months from now that I might not hit the six-month goal as opposed to getting six months in and realizing that my calendar was wrong. Mm. So if I have a six-month project, I have a two-month marker. I have a four-month marker, and I have a six-month marker. Some of you are working on projects that you're not going to see the light of day for two years. Great. Make it then. You've got two years, 24 months, and then you divide that up into how many months each one of those milestones is. Mm -hmm. Some of you are working stuff that you're going to try and push out by the end of this quarter, 90 days. Great. Where are you going to be in 90 days? In order to hit that goal, where do you need to be in 60 days? In order to hit that Where do you need to be in 30? The mentor I ask for help because I need something done in four weeks will be different than the mentor that I ask for help that I'm looking out over a year to accomplish. Mm, Love that, brother. I love that. Such a great takeaway, man. Such a great takeaway. Let's get into step four in building momentum. Monitor the fourth stage. Bring us into this one, man. So this is where we get brain science into it. Why? Because the brain needs completion. The brain needs a radar. The brain needs something to look for thinking that it's going to win. And this is where I'll always ask audiences. And if the answer is yes to this, just nod your head while you're driving or running or doing whatever you're doing. Who in this room has ever made a to-do list? Okay, great. A lot of you are going to nod your heads up and down. Wonderful. How many of you have ever written things on a to-do list that were already done just so you you could check them off? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to have people going, oh, my gosh, he knows me. Why? Because we love the feeling of completion. We love looking at a list and going, yes, we did that. 
So if I get to the end of the day and my morning to-do list doesn't have a lot of checks next to it, what I may do is backfill that thing with the eight things that I did do that day so I can check some things off. So when I think monitor, here's the question that I need you to ask yourself, folks. What positive things are happening that I can acknowledge? What positive things are happening that I can acknowledge? Now, the word positive, this is not positive like, oh, yay, everything's fine. This is positive as in I'm on track to hit the milestone. This is positive in line of I'm on track to meet with a mentor who's going to be able to help me. More specifically, this is positive in line with this is going to help me become known for what it is that I just can't shake or what it is that the, 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 the industry or my career or my boss has asked me to take on. So as you've got your motivation, you've got your mentor lineup, you've designed the schedule, you've got a milestone plan. Now you need to build some kind of heads up display that says, and here's what I'm going to watch for. So I know when I'm on course, which also you need to watch for to know when you're off course. That's why monitor comes right after milestone, right? So if in six months, I want to have the book proposal done. In four months, I want to have the draft outline completed. And in two months, I want to have identified the thesis and the eight people I'm going to interview for the book. Well, if I get two months in and I have not identified the thesis and I have not identified the eight people to interview, now everything has to shift to the right. Mm. Or... I need to identify what other project am I going to pull back on so I, I can double my effort here. I need some way to keep myself on track. And that's what monitor does. What oh. positive things are happening that I can acknowledge. Fantastic, man. I love that. Love that. We're almost done. The last one, the last step in building momentum, the last M, modify. Take us through the fifth and final stage in building momentum, my friend. Starting with the dictionary definition, modify, as, uh, as far as the dictionary that I found, modify means to make a small change. So as you're going through, as you're looking, as you're looking for positive things to acknowledge, you're working on your milestones, you're meeting with your mentors, you're tracking toward what you want to be known for, I promise you the world is going to distract you. The world is going to give you something that gets in the way. And so then you need to back up and you need to say, hold on, hold on. I am not making as much progress as I wanted to. I'm not going as fast as I wanted to. I'm not getting the support. There are three things that I want you to look for changing. Just three. That's the good news. The tough news is most people randomly choose and they kind of change a little of all three. So let me bring your hyper awareness. If you've got something that you feel you're stuck on, or if you've got something that you want to take on that's brand new for you, if you're not making as much progress as you want, I want you to think about changing one of these three things. One, you could change the goal. So let's say that I have the book proposal that I want to publish. Uh, I want to submit the book proposal in June. I may get into February and March, realize that I'm, I'm OBE, right? overcome by events. Mm -hmm. I may change the goal to be a September mm -hmm. push. Let's say that I wanted to, within the first quarter, I wanted to take three weekend vacations with my wife living in Alabama. If I get to February and I've taken zero, mm -hmm. I may need to change the goal. Yep. You know what? 
We've got six weeks left. Let's see if we can get at least one of these in. The second thing that I can change is the process of how I go about making progress on the goal. So let's pretend I'm going to keep the June submission of the book proposal. I'm going to keep the June date. Then I need to ask myself, well, shoot, man, I've been getting up in the morning at four. So I can get to the gym from four 30 to five 30. I think what I need to do two days a week is I need to get up at four. I need to work on the book proposal. So instead of going to the gym four days a week, I'm going to start going to the gym two days a week. By the way, Ryan, what are the two magic words? For now. For now. <laughs> See, that's the savior. It's not mm-hmm. saying, well, I'm never going to work out four days a week ever again in my life, mm-hmm. nor does it mean I'm always going to wake up at four to work on my, my book. Mm-hmm. No, that's four now. So what can you change? What can you modify to the process to help you keep on track? Uh, let's say there's some of you out there who are trying to figure out you, you, you don't have a formal mentor right now. Sure, you've set the goal of getting a mentor. Don't change the goal if you don't want to change it. Change the process. Maybe it's I'm going to sign up for one free networking event in my community per week, and I'm going to make awkward eye contact and introduce myself to one person per meeting. Maybe you're just going to change that. And, and, and you do 12 of these. And look at one of two things is going to happen. You're going to make awkward eye contact with a bunch of people and they're not going to talk to you and you're going to go, great, that doesn't work. Or you're going to make awkward eye contact. You're going to shake someone's hand. You're going to share a story. You're going to get their business card. You're going to get back home that night. That weekend, you're going to think of something that you could help them with. You follow up with an email and now you have a mentor or a friend. Uh, Modify. So I can modify the goal. I can modify the process or I can modify the information. Maybe, uh, (laughs) I say this with a smile. So uh, up until last year, I spent 19 years in industry. I served as an executive coach, leadership coach, keynote speaker, traveled around the world, 47 states in the United States, 29 countries around the world. January of last year, I put all that on hold. I joined the Air Force, and I'm serving as an instructor at their university. I have un... Ryan, I have unsubscribed... I stopped counting at 100. I have unsubscribed more than 100 daily emails that I use to keep my finger on the pulse of the keynote world and the coaching world and the motivational world. I don't need that anymore. I changed the information that I was receiving because it was distracting me, right? It was interesting, not essential. Yes. Mm. What information do you need to change? What do you need to stop paying attention to? And what do you need to start paying attention to? Mm. Uh, brother, I think we went over this in the last co- podcast conversation we had. If we didn't, I'll just surprise you with it now. Uh, <laughs> on my iPhone, I do not have Twitter, LinkedIn, That's Facebook, right. or any other social media on my iPhone. That's right. Took That's them huge. off. That's huge. I took them off. <laughs> Why? I still check in. And then someone's going to say, yeah, but you can just go to your Safari and you can launch Facebook. But you know what? I spend radically less time per day. Invitation to all of you, if you back all the way up to the beginning of the podcast, and if you need to go back and listen to this, so this one might be worth listening to back to back again. If you make your list of seven to 14 roles, seven to 14 roles, there's going to be some carrier. Let's pretend you have 10 things that you want to be an excellent version of yourself this year. Great. 
Now you have five questions to ask for each of those 10. And Ryan, here's the deal. I know you, you know me in this. If you email me, Jason at getmomentum.com, if you email me your 10 paragraphs, I will reply with a little bit of coaching from afar. Amazing. All I need to read is your role, your known for, and what you're planning to do to get after that. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, if you'll do the work of writing 7, 12, whatever your number is, I will absolutely do the work and I'll give you a little bit of email coaching. And then I'm not going to charge. This is me helping out your listeners. Oh, man, that's amazing, brother. Seriously, that is awesome. I love you so much, Jason. Your style, your presentation, your books, your content, everything, man. You're a solid character, man. And I tell you, it's always such a pleasure having you on the show. And I'm so happy, so happy to hear that you're working on other boat proposals. That means that I got to get you back on the show again. This is my jazz clap, by the way. I just snapped my fingers. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, yeah. I love it, man. All right. That was Get Momentum, How to Start When You're Stuck. But my good friend, Jason Womack. Jason, man, seriously, it's always such a pleasure and a great way to kick off the year for me and for everyone out there listening. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again for coming on. Get out there. Pick up the book. Support Jason and uh, support your own goals with some momentum in 2020. But uh, Jason, man, again, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Absolute honor. Go after it and ask for help when you need it, gang. All right, there we have it. That is Get Momentum by my friend Jason Womack and his wife, Jody Womack. This is a solid episode and so many good takeaways from it. Like I said, I can't wait for Jason to build his next book so I can get him back on the show. Absolutely love that guy. Again, if you want to get the summary for this episode, all you got to do is go to getab.li slash rxxmomentum. Again, I got to tell them at Get Abstract, it's not RXX, it's RRX, but it's okay. This one in particular, it's getab.li slash rxxmomentum. Download the summary. You got five days to do it. After five days, after I air this, it's gone. You won't be able to access it anymore. But don't worry, because if you want to access this summary and 20,000 other summaries, all the golden nuggets are summarized by these guys, go to getab.li slash rrx and you can get three days full online access to more than 20,000 summaries on Get Abstract. Again, that's getabstract.com. Again, my friends, it's great to be back. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you were able to take something away today to help you build momentum in your life and help you get unstuck. But until next week, my friends, I hope you have a fantastic, productive, inspired week. I'll see you back here next week on the Cut the Crap Show as part of the Resilience Prescription. Take it easy, everybody.